Certified host, Steve Lucky Luciano. Got the Indian in the house. Elegant barbarian, Southern Californian, American Indian, Chumahan. Yep. And the audio genius, old blue eyes himself. son. Yeah, yeah Frank Sinatra's up. illegitimate son right here. Yes. We got, uh, uh, you know, Christian OG Snoop in the house. OG Snoop. And we got King Salmon handling some visuals. Oh, for us shit. Behave the yourself Sam. tonight, <laughs> Salmon. All right? All right. <laughs> In the house, man, today, by way of San Diego, California, Yeah, Lil Grifo in the house. What's up with the luck? What's up, Playboy? Right here, right here, my man, my man. How did you guys meet up? How did you meet Lil Grifo? Dude, to be honest with you, not that long ago, I'm I'm, kind of scrolling, and a video came up. I think somebody might have sent me a video, and... My boy here was, first off, he was busting some bars. Right. His oh. music sounded good, so I stayed on listening because I liked his music. Right. Then I started seeing him, he's wearing cookies. But oh. he's wearing cookies in like a couple scenes, like, he's putting it on, dog. He's getting behind it. And I was like, damn, and I kept on listening. I was like, all right, dude, this guy's guy, where's this dude from? I thought for a second he was from L.A., San Diego. All right, and I start peeping him out. And he's all about it, man, standing on that shit. And I was like, man, and I DM this dude. Yeah. I'm like, what's up, man? And uh, he, it took him a minute, but he hit me back. And then we just kind of started chopping up. I was like, man, I like your music. Right. First off, I like your music. I like the sound of your music. And I was like, man, I like what you're doing with the brand. And he was like, man, I'm all about it, man. I'm with that movement, you know? That's what I do. That's how I live. And I really, what I do want to say before we start passing over is I yep. want to say, you know, every now and then I see artists that kind of embody the lifestyle mm-hmm. of what we do. Mm-hmm. And I was feeling that through his music, through his look. And I was like, hey, man, I want to get down with you, man. Let's let's work together. And right away, you know, I got him out of box. He was real receptive. Yeah. You know, dude's got real, 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 he's got manias and he's got real stilo about him. That's He knows what's up, dude. So yeah. as soon as we started talking, I was like, uh, I fuck with this dude. We had a common kind of respect for each other over the phone and text. And we we're doing the Fool's Gone Wild. And I was like come through and he's like oh hell yeah i'll be there he showed up you know yeah uh, on point you know and yeah. uh he was rapping out with burner the fellas and you know kind of since there we just we just been rapping talking and we're gonna keep building bro because i like yes, what sir. this dude's doing yes, is that sir, how it yes, went sir. down yep 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 same story yeah right so how did you determine that the name was going to be lil griefo Shit. And tell people who are uninitiated what grifo means, because not everybody knows. So grifo uh, is a term like it comes from like you know what I'm saying, the, uh, like, you know Mexican and shit. It's like when you're stoned, it's like it's like being stoned and shit. So when you're stoned in Spanish, you'll be like, hey, hey, I'm grifo. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, so right. That, so now I'm starting to understand the relationship with cookies. Right. <laughs> correct. Correct. And then so. Uh, yeah, what was the next question again? Uh, that was the, you just nailed it. You yeah. hit it out of the park. <laughs> How did you come upon yeah. cookies? What's your history yeah. with cookies? Why did you? I mean, are you a fan of burners? How does that all work uh, out for you? Well, uh, back in like probably like three years ago, when uh, Burner kicked off that Chivo tour, he kicked it off in San Diego. So when he came down, um, 
I'm actually with GT Digital with Gold Toes. Mm-hmm. So Gold Toes came down to San Diego and shit like that. I picked them up at the airport. And um, it's a funny story behind all this shit, man. So I picked Bert, uh, I picked Gold Toes up at the airport. I took it to the hotel where uh, the Cookies Bus was at. They just built the Cookies Bus, by the way. That big mm-hmm. blue motherfucker. They just, they yep. just built yeah. there around that time. So when I pulled up, whatever, um, Stingy, I met Stingy that day too. And Stingy right away was like, bro, can you take me to Target? I got to go buy Burner some draws. <laughs> I was like, yeah, cotton yeah. breathable. Yes, yeah. so I said, I said for sure, hop in. So I took him to the store, whatever. We went mm-hmm. to the store. That food took like thirty minutes. I was gonna leave his ass. But I, felt, <laughs> I felt fucked up. You know, I waited for him. He came back out. You know, we delivered what we had to deliver. And um, ever since then, you know, that night he had a show at the music box, and uh, we connected. And um, he followed me back on Instagram and shit like that. And um, ever since then, I mean, he's been he's been a one burner. So. Right on, man. Uh, t- tell us where you're from in San Diego. I'm from the south side of San Diego, about three exits away from uh, Tijuana. You right know down there on the, on the edge, huh? Yeah, right there. Yeah, right near the frontera. Yeah, right. Uh, three exits, like probably three, four exits away from the, you know, the border. And shit. Let me ask you this. Yeah. For the people that live in the Midwest or for so, people who don't live close to the border, right? Uh-huh. What is different about being on the American side near the border from a cultural standpoint what do they what do they not know i mean it's pretty much the same shit like we so close to that side that is like a, a lot of people from mexico live on this side and i mean i have family on the other side so i actually was born in the u.s went back to tijuana and i was there till i was like six years old and shit so then I came back this way. So, I mean, like, for the most part, everybody has that tie, that connection with the other side. So it's it's very, like, uh, how do you say, just close-knitted right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. How, are you, are you uh, do you pop over to the other side a lot? Is that something that Before down? I was on probation, yeah, I would go over there and shit like that. I mean, yep. I love getting down, just, to, dog, I love getting down to Ensenada, Tijuana, Rosarito. Yep. Yeah. You know, all, and if I lived down there, I'd be down there all the time, bro. Yeah, all you, the time. You so, could live it up. Yeah. Right. For the low. You got right. So you got family out there still? From Tijuana, yeah. From yes, Tijuana. Yes, and you're sir. righteous from Tijuana. Yeah, I'm from, yep, well, from Guadalajara. Mm-hmm. But uh, my family resides in Tijuana, but I, I was, uh, m- most of my family's from, you know, down by. Deeper down uh, Guadalajara and shit. So. Right, right yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, what's, you know what? SD, there's just a lot of stuff going down in SD. We have some friends down in San Diego, don't we? Right, we got Bobby from uh, Bobby Tribal, Tribal Street Tribal Streetwear. Yeah, Bob. We've been dude. knowing him for about 30 years. and uh, Me, only about like one. Yeah. I met him through Still? Lucky. I've known Dice One for a long time. Yeah. Down there in San Diego, you know? Yeah, too. had yeah. him on the show yeah. and. You know, he's been with the program for a while, too, man. Uh, I love what he does. We went down. We stayed down in San Diego for a minute. You got down to San Diego, handled that. Uh, the, you've been down there a couple times handling art show. Yeah, art show. shows and stuff like that with all the different people that yeah. Bobby Tribal's worked with or whatever. Escondido, San Diego, that whole area. Plus, Conchetta. Mm-hmm. The lady that ripped off Costco for one hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, she lives down in San Diego. She has a big ass house down in San Diego. It's, cr- it's cracking though, bro. Like artists, music. Like there's a lot going down, and and a whole cultural thing with with restaurants and art, and like yeah. it's cracking down there. I mean, Bobby and, and and Dice, man, they're big staples to the city that some people just don't, you know, notice what they've done and shit as far as for the for the city and just for the culture just in general like 
I'm talking shit from Japan to motherfucking mm-hmm. uh, Germany to uh, to everywhere. They done they, they, their work has gotten so far, especially Dice and shit and and yeah. Bobby at the same time. So I, I feel like they're legends, man. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. They are in in, and I'm not trying to like start anything, but just highlight for for everybody. What are some things about San Diego that are uniquely San Diegan? Oh shit, man! I mean the weather, the food. Mm-hmm. The women. Like, what do you eat when yeah. you're in San? Like, what if you're not fucking around and stopping being stupid? Like, you're gonna eat some real shit. Where do you go? What restaurants? What food do you hit up? I'm gonna hit a taco shop. <laughs> <laughs> but if not, I'm gonna just get something from home. I'm gonna make mom make something, or you know, <laughs> right? Or make you know homemade food and shit like that. But like, if you're from out of town, you could hit a taco shop, but you you were you you're gonna fuck with it. You know what I mean? And. L.A. knows and shit. I know yeah, you guys know. You guys yeah, come bro. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, you right now. And we, I was just having this conversation with someone because I was just in San Francisco this week, yeah, right? Right. And we were talking and we are like, in San Francisco, now I was up in San Francisco a few times. There's burritos and chicken verde burritos. Like they got chicken verde everywhere in San Francisco. That's like a staple. You get right. those burritos. Burritos, they got are bomb. Right. But they know that you can't fuck with the tacos the tacos, the kind of inside of tacos in LA. But LA, right? I know that we can't really fuck with those tacos in San Diego, man. Like that yeah. shit's like that there it's just they're a little bit closer to the source, bro. Level, you know what I'm saying? There's shit, levels yeah. to that shit. Yeah. But I will say this too, man. There's um not and this isn't a negative comment, bro. This is I'm just saying this how this feels and what I've kind of like experienced and that Sometimes there's a disconnect out of LA when you start moving towards like the the central coast. Of course, up north, there's right. sometimes a disconnect. But I'm saying within the south, maybe Oxnard, there's this little bit of a disconnect. Yeah. But when you move south, and especially San Diego, there's something about LA and San Diego that bridge, that lock in. Right. You know, um, I can't like explain it, man, but there's yeah. something about, and I'm talking about bypassing a lot of other stuff. I'm talking about LA and San Diego. There's, there's just some things there that are somewhat unique and somewhat similar in some ways, man. Yeah. You know what's interesting about San Diego, and this is just my experience, so like going there, it's interesting because it still has kind of a, um, I want to say like a slower pace or like a little bit calmer pace, sure. but it's still a downtown. And yeah. I go every time I go down there, I trip out because I go downtown, yeah. down by the fucking convention center, whatever. I see the fucking aircraft carrier, and then I like do all that bullshit. But at the same time, it still feels undiscovered a little bit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like you still feel like you can find a nice plot of land down there and kind of like relax and not stress out about parking. There yeah. might be a little bit more of a little kickback than L- like the right. LA thing, dog. Right. You know? Like I would think about going down that way and retiring a little bit or something <laughs> right. like that. But it's still yeah. areas got that feel yeah. like LA. There's certain parts of San Diego that feel like LA. Yeah, facts. Well, I mean, it's definitely um an, a major artery between Mexico and LA. You gotta go through at least that San Diego Southland area. Absolutely. So all of that culture is coming through back and forth that way. Yeah. Yep. Ocean uh is Oceanside part of San Diego? Or not? Yeah. O- Oceanside is like San Fernando Valley to LA to okay. Compton. Right. Okay. All right. We're just curious. But I think it might be in the county. The counties in California are fucking huge. So San Diego County encompasses a huge area. So it might encompass yeah, Ocean it, it might. 
Hey, let me let me ask you something. So, when did you when did you get serious about the rap game, partner? When did you get serious about rapping? Shit, man! As soon as they sent me my first check, <laughs> is that right? Nah, I'm fucking around. But like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> basically, as soon as I got my first check, I I kind of like understood a little bit what was going on and shit like that. So, I I want to say about like uh, I didn't start getting paid for music till I was about 25. How long had you been doing it before you got the check? I want to say about when I was 18, so I didn't get a, I didn't get a check for seven years. And right, who inspired right, you, you to say, fuck it, I'm going to do this? The streets. Right, but how? In what way? I mean, like all my homies and shit, a lot of my homies, a lot of my, uh, a lot of my uh, peers and shit from when I was younger, they're all dead or, you know, they're all in prison doing life. So that's the way my life was supposed to go as well, you know what I mean? But, uh. You know, I kind of chose a different path and shit like that. But, you know, I, I just started speaking for the streets of where I was from. So so that's what influenced me to make music was was the, the shit that was going on around me. And, um, yeah. And what about, I mean, in terms of, like, stylistic mentorship or aspiration, was there any artists that you looked at and you're like, yeah, I want to move in that direction? Well, I mean, like, shit, like, you know, I grew up listening to, like, West Coast shit, you know, the same shit, Bone Thugs. You know, Mac-10, you know, the Dog Pound, all that shit. So I really, and, and I used to listen to rock too, man. I used to listen to right. fucking- uh, Like what? The White Stripes, you know, motherfucking uh, Pink Floyd. That's not even yeah. that's not even rock. That's- right. Classic rock. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Pink Floyd's so, like classic rock. What about yeah. Nirvana? Did you yeah, Nirvana, Nirvana. Yeah, I used to fuck with Nirvana okay. and shit all right. like that. And then, uh, Hell yeah. The Deftones and all that shit. Like from okay. that to that yeah. and shit like that. And then, uh, you know, then I got into rap, Sugar Free and all that good stuff and shit like that. So- DJ Quick, Tupac, you know, but before that it was it was it was that it was that type of music and shit, alternative rock and all that shit. But what's your writing style? Like, do you actually physically write shit bars down on a notebook, or how do you do it? I write to silence, so I can't I can't listen to a beat when I write music, and that's that's what I learned from jail, because I would be in jail a lot when I was growing up, and, and I would just like go, uh, I would like tell on my anger and whatever through like writing and shit like that so in jail i didn't have music so i would just write like mm-hmm. what i was thinking how i was feeling so i my writing process is i couldn't listen to no beat i would just have to write line per line per line and shit like that and then when i would get out i would have like a stack of fucking raps and i'll go straight to the studio then my boy would like you know start putting beats on and then i would just tape shit together and start making records and shit. And I'm, some of my biggest records that have like over millions of streams or whatever the fuck uh, came from just me writing that shit um, with no beat. So let me ask you this. Right, what yep. about like, for instance, a, like Mama Tried? Uh, Mama Tried, I wrote that without no beat. Right. Yeah. And, and what and what was that about or like what was the inspiration? I mean, I kind of think I know, but yeah. I'd rather hear from you. Yeah, self-explanatory, really. You know, like Mama tried, but there wasn't no love, you know, like homie love and shit like that. So, you know, it was just uh, what I was going through, shit like that. You know, uh, rest in peace to my homie Lil Travieso. He on the song with me, too. I see that. He passed away. He passed away probably like three months ago, man. You know, so hey, rest sh- in peace. Hey, oh, Blue Eyes, if I, if I play, it, would it be all right if I played a little bit of that? Yeah, we could rock. Steve, what about you? Do you think yeah, that's all right? Yeah, uh, come on, bro. All I'm right. always down with that. All right, let's see what. Let me push a little of this right here. Mama try. Yeah. Sounds of the West. I like that. Sounds of the West. Stalker, what's up, boy? Oh. 
Yeah. So SD thing, huh? Yeah. I'm making hit after hit. I'm smashing bitch after bitch. We just jumped the homie and I'm still in love with this shit. I got plans to get rich. Can't fall in love with the bitch. Trust issues like a motherfucker because I know that they snitch. When they get caught and they slip, their whole body gets stiff. Then they run for the life that they be running their lip. What could I say? I can't expose too much. But popping Glock 17 just gives me a rush. You know it hurt my mom to see me go to jail again. But she said at least she knows I'm in the cell again. I've been invited to the station, but they won't play a Mexican. Radio politics got them playing Taylor Swift again. I'm not a rap star, I'm a star with the strap That bitch on my lap still trying to sling a sack of South Beast like crackers You know what's interesting is that as soon as we get into it I feel like the whole G-Funk feeling to that shit, man yeah. Right away, that shit To me that sounds like some like some like late nineties. It really G-funk, does, right? Right that's, from the gate. Yeah, that's man. a Tupac. That's a Tupac instrumental. Is it? Hey. So I didn't get paid for that song at all. But that shit almost got like half a million. Right, Sean. Yeah, yeah. What, so Sean. Sean. Oh, He's a listen, music producer. Not right? only that, but he okay. wrote a lot of raps. And when you said you write in silence, yeah. he signaled to me. I do too. Yeah, yeah. I write in silence. Yeah, I used you know. to. I don't fuck around. Anymore. Nah, yeah. yeah He's yeah. being modest, but it's bullshit. But go. What? What did what? you sense from that no, beat? That I mean, the beat is is sick, but. He's like laid back. It's like it's yeah. perfect. It's like kind of like a yeah. perfect blend and shit. It's, it's like, good for oh. driving. Oh fuck yeah. yeah. Right? It's good for a lot of things. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> what about Do the Most? So Do the Most was a record that I did with uh, my homie Steels. Shout out to Steels. He's a, a producer out of LA. I actually just ran into him right now at the studio. So Steels uh remade the beat for me and uh he plugged me in with my homie G Perico. G Perico's on the record with me and um he's a he's a he's a LA artist, you know. Yeah, shout out to G Perico. Yes, yep. So uh basically this is the first time I've ever paid for a feature, but you know, me paying that shit took me a long way. So I made the money back probably like times shit, probably like times ten. But just me networking with him and um a lot of rappers and shit, a lot of artists, they usually just take your money because I'm I've done it before as well, but they take your money, do the verse for you. And you just never hear from them again. But, I mean, with him, it was different. He kind of, like, kept in contact with me and shit like that. And he, like, you know, to this day and shit, I just talked to him the other day. But uh, he kind of, like, led me through shit. And, like, hey, he told me, like, hey, this is how you do this. Or when you put out a record, this is how you put out a song and shit with your distribution. Or you want to put some money behind your marketing, you could go to these people. So he actually, like, the it was worth everything that I paid. You know what I mean? And stuff like that. So shout out to G. Yeah, he gave you some. He gave you some direction. He gave you some game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, on some level, I mean, I don't really understand this piece. Maybe you guys understand it, but like, so if you're bringing on a feature, right, and you decide like, yeah, I'm gonna put some, I'm gonna outlay some cash on it because, yeah. what was it about um, Perico that made you think like, yeah, that's worth? Like, why did you feel like I'm gonna trust him? Well, I would never pay for a feature unless I fuck with your music. I, like, just I have to be able to like really like your music if i don't like your music and shit like that I, I i would never pay for no shit like that you know what i'm saying so i i fuck with i genuinely fuck with this music mm-hmm. so right yeah so it was something like you were organic organic yeah. but also the idea being that you do like his music and yes, you respect sir. his work and yeah and i think as soon as you start fucking around with trying to do some shit for views Right. Trying to come up and moving off of what innately really you're about. Yeah. That's the first steps you start making to play yourself out the pocket, you know? But it makes sense from his... Uh, I think, I think you can uh, do all that shit, but when you're really not staying true, like if you're paying for a feature with somebody that you really legitimately fuck with, either that's right 
or it's wrong. Either it yeah. is or it isn't. You know? Yeah. But 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 it makes sense what you're saying, Big Lux, because then the collaboration itself might have a better vibe to it's it. It's either though. real or it's not, right? Yeah. So basically, and shit, what what I did was, I like uh, I put myself in his shoes and my shoes, and then I, I thought about like my whole point is I want to get his audience to listen to my music. So we have the same genre of music. I figured that the song that I make, I have to make it basically like a Jeeperico song. Right. And basically me being a feature on one of his records. Right. I have right. to make it something like that because I've right. done features before where it's like people send me money and uh, I'll just fill in their song. But the song is nothing compared to what we're supposed to sound like. So the song never goes anywhere. Right, doesn't really resonate. It feels yeah, like something yeah. from a, some other part yeah, grafted some transplanted on. Yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, exactly. But so. it makes sense for Perico too, though, because if he works with you yeah. and then and then you know takes care of it, it yeah. also makes his feature actually bigger as well. As well, it yeah. pays him back too no, to well, work with you, right? So what happened after that shit was I brought him down to my uh, hood to do the video. So he came down to my hood and shit like that. He didn't have to do all that, mm. and um. After that shit, he came down. We shot the video and everything. Uh, we kept in contact. I got him a show, actually, in San Diego. He brought me out at the music box, put me on stage with him. He didn't have to do that. And then um, a couple months later, again, and shit, I got him another show down there. And, uh, you know, I was on the lineup that time, too. So, you know, everybody was getting paid. So it's just it's just networking, relationships, and shit like that. And I realized, like, a lot of this shit that we do is all about relationship. It is. Yeah. It all is, bro. <laughs> and if you're, is, not, you know if you're not saying? willing to... If yeah. it's a two-way street, man. Yep. And if I'm, you know, like, it just is. And it probably works because both people are working towards a common goal. Right. And putting up the effort, man. And there's, and, and you know, that, from what I've heard, I'm not in the music industry, but from yeah. what I've heard, you know, that's a cutthroat business, you know? There's a handful of motherfuckers that are really on that page, you know? So, Every day. Yeah. Let me, uh, you know, man. Well, let's, do you want to hear the... In a minute. Okay. But what I wanted to say was, you know, uh, <laughs> is that, you know, there's, there's either, you know, from, from exchanging with Grifo from the beginning, either you, you kind of know from the, I, I kind of know from the gate upon engaging with somebody in the first 30 seconds. Yeah. If they're really like about it or they're not, or if or where you're at, and I'm gonna check everybody's temperature because I can't tell from the outside these days. Right. And uh, there's a common almost respect level from the gate. Either you, because because if you've been somewhere, or you've been through some shit, or you know what's up, yeah, you're gonna act a certain way, man. And as soon as you're not acting that way, I can tell you really you ain't been nowhere. You don't know what time it is. <laughs> and uh, it's like. I could tell from from your conversation, you were down. You done some time. You know what time yeah, it is, man. And yeah. what did when? Uh, when you catch some cases? When were you down? When did you get out? Shit, man. I parole from Ironwood, 2015, from Sea York, mm-hmm. and uh, I caught like about like two cases after that shit. Uh, I took some shit to trial. You know, what kind of lawyer did you have? Uh, shout out to Nicholas DePinto. Shout out to Herb Weston. You know, different lawyers and shit like that. But uh, I was facing a lot of time a couple of times and shit like that. But um, it's always, I don't know, God's good, man. God's good. At the trial, did you testify or did you not testify? We didn't even make it to that. We got jury selection. I got my shit dismissed at jury selection. Wow. Now yeah. that's lawyering. 
Yeah, honestly, it wasn't really him to tell you the truth. It was, <laughs> it was all me, man, because my deal on the table was, uh, I think it was the lowest was 11 years with 85%. And that was after like two years sitting in county jail. So, you know, after that shit, it's kind of just like he told me, I go home every night. You don't. Right. What do you want? Right, right, <laughs> he right, told me, right. He told me, what do you want to do and shit? So I told him, I want to go to trial. And um, he told me, like, all right, that's what you want to do. I said, yeah. So, uh at the end, they couldn't produce the victim shit like that. The DA ended up doing uh, Injecting it. They dropped all my shit. They, they asked me if I wanted to sign for a misdemeanor. Me being uh, hard-headed, I didn't want to sign for a misdemeanor. I said I want the shit dismissed. But uh, I guess if you sign for a misdemeanor, you close the whole case. But if you get it dismissed, you have up to a year to get it refiled. Yeah. On. So I didn't know that at the time. So I was like, man, fuck that shit. Uh, <laughs> dismiss my shit. I don't want to sign for no misdemeanor. But, uh, you know, God's good and shit, man. So we, we, we're still here. Right. We're chilling. Yeah. yeah, man. I mean, uh, you know, doing doing time, having to sit through the county, fight a case. It's Two money. years in the county. It's money, yeah. man. It's a lot of money. A lot of money, a lot of time that you can't get back. And it's Being also, sad. bro, I mean, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of pressure. You're having to deal with a lot of shit in there while you're having to deal with an attorney, show yeah. up for court, deal with this case. Yeah. You have all sorts of different things that I'm not going to speak on on this mic right now that you're dealing with. Yeah, that that you that nobody else in the courtrooms having to take into factors except the guy that's locked up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a lot. I think when you're fighting for your freedom, when you've done some time, you know the regulars, you know what's up. Yeah, it's just you a lot. Handle of, yourself yeah. a little bit different in the real world, especially if you've gotten past some things. Yeah, there's a sense of respect, gratitude. Um, you know, and, and an understanding, man, you're going to have to work for some shit. You know what I'm saying? Nobody owes you shit. And it's worse. It's, don't mean to cut you off, but it's no. worse when you're a rapper. Why? Mm-hmm. When you're a rapper and shit like that, especially like from that county or that, that city or shit like that, it's just, that's a hundred times worse because motherfuckers get, it, get you messed up. Like, uh, you know, they, they try to test you or like, you know, like they try to act like, oh, you know, they try to treat you like you a rapper, but like some of them don't even know you right. from your prior. They just know you from when you started rapping. Right. So they just know you from the songs, the videos, but they don't know what the fuck, you know, YA, Juvenile Hall. They don't know you from all that unless they're regulars in jail. Yeah. And we grew up together and shit. We regulars, then they're like, oh, that's, that's grifo. Mm-hmm. They don't even say, like, that's the rapper. That, that, that's, you know. So, yeah, man, but shout out to everybody doing time. But yeah, so, yeah, big shout out to the homies up there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Go ahead. What do you want to listen to? Let's do this. Do the most. Do the most. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's that G shit. What's up, yeah. Stills? Rico, what's up? Cali West Coast, blue rag, yeah. do most, get dope, fuck hoes, do dirt, get close, home of the best, smoke palm trees, left coast, hit your bitch, left stroke, right stroke. So the Cali West Coast, blue rag, do the most, get dope, fuck hoes, do dirt, get close, home of the best, smoke palm trees, left coast, hit your bitch, left stroke, right stroke. Well, it's me, little grief, posted up, getting high. Well, my homie, cold thugs, I could choke a little eye, Friday night, APT, getting faked, where's my gun? Looking out for the red, blue lights, cause I'm on the run. Start shit, don't want none, so we're screaming, fuck with me. Yes, that pawn city gang to the deadly shut my eyes. The way I'm going out, do or die. Who am I? The reason why you watch your back when you go outside. Let me cruise down my avenue full of shady palm trees. Bumping Brother Lynch, make a left on Elm Street. Hanging out the window towards Sunny Did you say bumping Brother Lynch? Yes, sir. I'm hearing a lot of <laughs> Northern California shit, too. Uh, call outs on you, brother. Man, and, and yeah. I mean, you got old blue eyes attention I with love that. Lynch. Yes, Lynch, sir. Huh? Yes, sir. What makes Lynch so good for you? I mean, I used to like. 
Gang bang to that fool's music. <laughs> you know what type of music he has and shit, bro. Right. So I used to really be hunt. I mean, I don't, I don't want to say it like on the podcast, but I used to really be hunting enemies to that shit, like you know, right? Like really lurking. Right. That's fucked up. Really that's lurking. Used, that's what we used to yeah. really do off yeah. that fool's music. We used oh, yeah. to really go street by street. Dude, your tracks sound totally different than a lot of, like, the new shit that's out there right now, right? It's got a completely, like you said, like a little bit of a, um, how would you put it, Big Lux, that well, vibe? First off, there's a lot of motherfuckers out there fronting, and it just sounds like some bullshit. Yeah. So I feel like, for one, his stories, it, it, it's got some validity because it's got some depth. Right. When I listen to what he's rapping about yeah. and kind of engaging him, yeah. like it fits. It don't feel like I'm trying to fit a circle into a square. Like it makes sense, it fits, it resonates, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and it's got some depth. And the other thing I like about it is that his music's a little bit like he'll, he ain't afraid to dive back into some shit that I'm about. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. But still be completely contemporary mm -hmm. does what he does do it mm -hmm. even Perico you know what I'm saying right. um, but they got like that G-Funk that shit Bounce. you know and I like that shit yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah. yeah yeah that was fucking dope yeah appreciate it what uh how many albums do you have out oh man I got like at least like seven eight maybe nine albums but I wouldn't really call them albums cause they're like seven tracks Eight tracks at the most. They really fucking EPs, mm -hmm. but you know what I'm saying. Like at least seven, eight. I'm working on my. Uh, I'm working on one right now. This is actually my first twenty track album that I'm gonna do. Is I'm working with in-house producers. You know, we're making the beats in thirty minutes. I'm writing the hook, writing the verse. So it's, it's right now. I'm, I'm really, I'm really just focused on that shit. Like a fucking, like I'm fucking cooking up a. Batch of pistol doggy without getting yeah. caught, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Laser sharp yeah, focus, for, like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Keep it through shot. I'm about to make a white lightning out of this. Shit. <laughs> 20, 20, yeah, 20 yeah. tracks at the end. Are you gonna have 20 tracks or are you putting 20 together and then close picking to the 16, 19 tracks? Man, is it gonna be like a concept album? Have you thought about what you want to do with that? Well, I, I've been talking about what I wanted to do and shit, but like, and you know what? Like, my uh engineer, he's been kind of on me because they're kind of funding the whole shit, but uh, they're like a they want to write it out like, you know, what the fuck is the title to this shit? Because if yeah. we don't got a title, we just kind of just, you know, but... um, It's just a collection of songs. Right. So, but I know, I feel like I, I feel like my creative thinking process is, 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 a, is on point. So, it's coming. I'm already, vis I already visualized everything. So, it's good, man, you know. It's so wait good. a second, so wait a second, so yeah. wait a second, let's slow it down, because I love the creative process. Yeah. So what you're saying, at least, and correct me if I'm wrong, yes, sir. but you're saying something like, <clears throat> they're telling me what has to be there, and I'm not saying yes or no, but I'm allowing myself to just go through the process, and I trust my process, yeah. right? Yes. And it's all, I already have, a, and what are you visualizing in that process? Shit, well, I mean, if I'm writing my own music, they they making the beats right there in front of me. Like I go into the studio, it's about three engineers. It's Amps Production. So it's one does the hats, one does the fucking tempo, and the goddamn uh, whatever. I don't even know what the fuck to call it. But it's three people that make the goddamn beat. Shout out to Bossa. Shout out to Godson. That make the beat within thirty forty minutes at the most and shit like that. By the time the beat is halfway done, I'm already halfway done with the fucking song because all I need is just the tempo, you know, the dude, like, you know, I yeah. the, the pace I'm going at. Right. Shit like that, so. But the subject matter, now, 
how does that come to you? I know you're going to say the yeah. streets and yeah. what I've been through, but is there anything that comes from somewhere else, too, where you were like, you know, I'm going to try something different with this? Well, shit, the other day, man, my dad actually sent me a picture of myself, you know, when I was like seven years old and I was wearing a San Diego's Chargers jersey. Mm. So he sent me that and another picture of myself when I was younger. So I feel like with this, I want to really get, let people know, my fans and shit know who I really am, you know, from mm. growing up. And um, what does that mean to you? I mean, just everything, man, because at the end of the day, it's like if people can't relate to you or they can't, you know, just relate to you and shit like that. And like uh, if you can't help people through your music or help them get through some shit like that, your music don't really mean too much. After a year, two, three, four years, it just goes away. But like I want my shit to be able to be there forever as far as to be able to help somebody get through whatever they're going through and shit like that. So if that makes sense. It makes yeah, sense. Yeah. It makes sense by allowing yeah. yourself to be human. Yeah, man. So. And that there may be some people that maybe are looking at the what's the streets and what's going on. But, and, but if you're able to show somebody like your human side or let them in on that you were a kid before all that. Yeah, we all got and the we same. All, we, all, exactly. we all go through the same shit. Man. Exactly. You know and like, you, we all go through the same problems. You know what I mean? And it's just like, I feel like I just want to help people at this point and help people get through what they're going through and shit. Because I can make a hit. I can make not maybe not like a hit top chart record, but I can make a, 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 a hit street record. Mm-hmm. I've done it. I've done it already, like four, five, seven, eight times already. I've, I've proved it that I could do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I, I rather make music to help people. Like you know what I mean? Like uh, help people. Was there an day. event in your life that you that that like made that come into focus for you? you? Were like, I'm now. I'm not just making money. Now I'm not just making hits. I want to make something that's going to actually contribute to people's lives. Well, shit, I'm getting older, man. I got kids and shit like that. So my daughter, she's my daughter's eight. My son's ten. Congratulations. I appreciate you. Uh, and, uh, you know, so it's just different now, man. Like, what I say is, like, my kids is old enough to understand what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> Yesterday, I took a picture with, like, a 10-year-old kid and shit like that, you know, out by the laundromat. And it's, like, it's just different. Once you start, like, thinking about, like, shit like that, because you manifest... Everything you say in your music, you're basically manifesting everything you say. Yeah, right? absolutely. You're bringing, you're bringing that shit into it's a reality. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, what the fuck am I, like, am I going to keep on talking about, you know, pulling triggers and shit like that and, like, keep on talking about, you know, crazy shit like that, you know, because I'm just going to end up, you know, making motherfuckers want to do that, you know? And it's, it's just like, it's, it's just... It's just to level up as far as myself. For, as a person, I'm trying to level up myself. So I'm not going to keep on talking about the same shit I've been doing. Right. It's, yeah. it's you know what, too, man? It's um, <clears throat> the, at, at, a, at a younger age, I'll speak for myself. At a younger age, I could only present a certain side of me because I needed, my ego wasn't going to allow me to let the fence down. I've got to present something because that's my protection. That's I have yeah. to do that. Those are my, my tools in navigating through life. And as I get older, and as I my kids get older, I start to care less and less about what you think and what I care about becomes more and more. Right. And in there, there's a transition. I think that a lot of times the ego is so big that people can't allow... Yeah. you to see but as you hit a fine spot you start to realize if i do it just let a little bit out that's what people are going to really really resonate with yeah. 
You know, a human being is going to resonate with a human being, you know, because we're all at the same. We were kids. The same. Hey, everybody was on a skateboard at some point in time. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody. All these things, and, and, when the ice cream man came, everybody ran. And I think that when you allow that truth to come out, yeah, it draws people in. I think you can that, still be who you are. Well, you are who you, you know are. what I'm saying. You're yeah. more than but one dimension. Show yeah. that at the end of the day, we're all human. I got to hear. This is me now. Yeah. But this is where I kind of started from. I just want to show people, you know, what I how I leveled up. Because I could keep on rapping street shit, but people don't know like, oh, I, f- I claimed, you know, 80, uh, 100,000 on my taxes last year. People don't know that shit. Right. The people who listen to my music, they don't even know what the fuck that means probably. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's- Financial literacy yeah. is not a thing, but that could get people stuck out of the street or wherever location Or you can in. help them get out of that mindset and get right. into my shit. That's right. right. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm trying to do with shit. That's it. I, I think also what what, what little Griefo's little Griefo's talking about too is the limits of some forms of creativity. Yeah, art. like I think he's saying like to a certain extent part of what certain aspects of music was about was liberating people. Like, we're going to try to liberate people. And then, and, and for a certain time and place, it might have made sense right. for that correct. time, right? Yeah, correct. But as the times have changed, too, maybe that that doesn't liberate people in the way they really need to be now. Well, listen, man, I could do this fucking podcast, and I could just bring on nothing but motherfucking active and unactive gang members, and that's all we could talk about on Sure. Here. And yeah. it, w- what's it really like? That's in this show. It is. It's baked in. But there's a lot more that I have a responsibility and a desire to do. Thank and that's you. to educate, motivate, right. inspire. You got a platform, man. But yeah, but man. but also you're a multi-dimensional person, bro. Like you you well, not you have that, but you also have all these other aspects to you and you reach out and and in some ways that's the reason why you symbolize in the flesh Los Angeles. Well, yeah, and I think I, I picked up on a lot of it just in, in, he's got a poise about him. Right. Like, you can tell he's not, he's no desperation. Like no, man, he's right. like taking it in. He he understands, he's gotten to where he's gotten to already by knowing how to navigate, and I think uh, that's why I wanted you on the show. You know? I appreciate you, bro. Shit, man. Unbelievable. This is, this is San Diego in the yeah. house, man. No, no, no. I wanted to say one quick little thing. Yeah, say quick one little thing. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Dude, Grifo's got, you got a really interesting, um, what is it, accent. Like you have almost like a East Coast thing going yeah, on. That's what they tell me, bro. I'm not related to French Montana or nothing, bro. <laughs> right, right, right. Hey, I just talk how I talk. That's where I grew up. You know what I mean? That's that's what it is. Did anybody you ha- you hung out with like were they from East Coast or anything like that? Shit, I hung out in jail, juvenile <laughs> <laughs> hall. So I hung out with, right, all the, right. but I hung out with the homies. But I mean, right. shit, you know, I don't know, man. Like it's funny you say that because they always say that shit. But I mean. But see what I happens He never it. talks to any of yeah. our guests But you talk about Brother Lynch Hung All of a sudden yeah, He's yeah, got, yeah, questions. Yeah, yeah. I got questions <laughs> What do you want to say? I, I forgot up, already He got he, yeah, he, yeah, he nailed nah, it Come, come on, on. But come to, on. To, to tell you the truth though, like, I, That's just the way I speak man But right. you know I could talk Spanish too I could talk Spanish Hablas Espanol Hablo en Espanol Si yo estoy aprendiendo Espanol Porque mi esposa es un chapina Orale Como que es japonés O que es no, Chapina. Chapina que de es? Guat- Guatemanteca. Oh, es de Guatemanteca. Sí, y, y mi hija es media Guatemanteca y media India. That's what's up, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I wanted to say. Andale, pues. <laughs> All right. Um, 
SD in the house. This is a little yes, griefful. Yeah. Hey, uh, tell us where can we find you? Where you know, give us the rundown, dog. Yeah. Where where, you, where our listeners can listen to your music, where they can find you. Shit, uh, just little griefful everywhere. You know, Spotify, Apple, wherever that shit sold at. L I L G R I F O. Just little griefo. Yep. Little griefo. Griefo, as he yep. said, is a man who's high, person who's high, and by the way, <laughs> he ain't that high. I mean, he's high. We're getting it done high. Well, I'm just telling you right now, at turn of the century in Mexico, that's where uh, the pot joints, marijuana joints, were originally sold out of Mexico City. And El Grifo in the turn of the century was a, a major, 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 I'll try major. So you lucky the Grifoso sticks. Yeah, Grifoso sticks. Grifoso sticks coming. Yeah. Keep an eye out. Keep an no, eye out. No, There's a lot of history no behind that. No cap. The packaging got to be everything. We're young. We gonna work. Packaging. All right. So you heard it. We gonna work. And uh, <laughs> my man right here is on the cookies team. Let's yeah. Get, keep an eye out. Shout out, man, to little Grifo. Uh, for coming down out tonight, down from San Diego and doing the show, man. I appreciate yeah, you. Appreciate and you. bringing your girl with you. Yes, sir. Yeah, Cassandra. Thank Cassandra, beautiful, thank you. For, beautiful Cassandra. Beautiful thank you for Cassandra. coming down, Cassandra. Right. Beautiful yeah. Woman. Yeah. To both of them. Uh, look at that smile. Oh, That's love right there. Yeah. Oh, don't be shy, Latina. Yeah. Don't be shy. What you got? What you got? Ovando Bowen, we wear braids to court. Let the tomahawks fly. The best legal representation that money, money can, can buy. buy. Sean, what you got? I got Sean at movemental.media for all your audio podcasting needs. Don't forget to hit us up. Hardluckshow.com. Hardluckshow.com. Dot com. Yeah. Oh, and wait, what time is it? What? It's vibes time. (laughs) It's vibes time. Cubano. Shout out to Vibes Rolling Papers. Get yourself some Vibes Rolling Papers. Right. I'm going to name me some, man. Yeah. Big shout out to, to my boy Esteban Oriol, mm-hmm. Soul Assassins. Yeah. Big shout out to Burn Baby and the Cookies family. Go to cookiessf.com. Go pick up some new fall, too. And www supermax hardware you know what fucking time it is yeah right down the west supermax yeah. hardware um calco big shout calco, out big shout out to calco instagram and, jesus and pulpo beard oil og snoop pulpo. og snoop in, in the, the house. house shout out cookies cookies out. la right? cookies la doing big cookies things. clothing la go follow them king yeah. Shout out Dra- Dragon Bags. Yes, Dragon Bags, <laughs> yeah. King Salmon in the house. Dragonbags.com? Dragonbags.com. Dragonbags. Yeah, Dragonbags. Dragon Porsche. All right, brother. Griefo, we out of here, man. Griefo. Good night. Hasta la vista from the Hard Luck Show. Yeah.